Bertrand Russell once said, the fact that an opinion has been widely held is no evidence that it is not utterly absurd. Welcome to the Freedom Revival. I'm Bruce Robertson, your host. The Freedom Revival is a show here on America Out Loud Talk Radio where we discuss timely news and events that concern anyone who loves life, liberty, and freedom. You can find us on America Out Loud Talk Radio on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen to our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available for Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. And now you can even hear our shows on demand via podcast on Apple Podcasts and other podcast networks. To find out more, search for americaoutloud.news in your web browser or look for my show, The Freedom Revival, on Apple Podcasts. Now let's get down to business. As I discussed in my last show, lots of people think the United States is a democracy. That seems to be a widely held opinion. Well, as Bertrand Russell said, the fact that an opinion has been widely held is no evidence that it is not utterly absurd. And I would hold with Bertrand Russell that it is rather absurd that people say that our country is a democracy. The word democracy is not mentioned once in the Constitution or in the Declaration of Independence. Freedom and liberty are fundamental rights and are the foundation for all other things that we enjoy in America. Our Constitution codifies those rights and establishes our nation as one of only two constitutional republics in the world the other being Switzerland, uh, all the rest are either constitutional monarchies, monarchies, oligarchies, or dictatorships. So we have something special here, and it seems like some people would like to change it or destroy it. The Constitution was written to limit and restrain government, both in power and in size. The unelected criminals at high levels of government are aware of this, and they don't like being restrained, and they don't like being limited, and they want to spend more and more money. And so they've taken great pains to undermine and curtail our freedom and liberties. Uh, Tyrants, you know, tyrants don't like to be restrained from being tyrants. Funny how that is. And, you know, free people, they don't like having their freedom and liberty taken away. At some point, the two are usually clash like oil and water, and I'm afraid, I'm just, I'm afraid, we might be pretty close to that boiling point. So in the beginning of my show, as I normally do, I I go down the, uh, I run down a top 10 of news items, and boy, do we have a lot of news this week, folks. All kinds of crazy things are happening in the world. Uh, Number one, the Freedom Coalition in the United States Congress has removed Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House and replaced him with Speaker Pro Tempore Patrick McHenry. That's a great name. It's almost like Patrick Henry. Reminds me, give me, give me liberty or give me death. Uh, who's for, you know, Patrick McHenry, his first act as Speaker, get this, was to evict Nancy Pelosi from her private office 
in Washington. Well, that's a pretty good start, I'd say. Um, Donald Trump appeared in New York civil court this week on charges of bank fraud. The judge says Trump overinflated his property to gain bank loans. That same judge has no witnesses, no appraisals, and there's no victim. There's no crime without a victim, is there? I mean, the banks made money. Trump made money. All the loans were paid back in full. I mean, no bank or individual is suing Trump. So who's the plaintiff here? The judge? I mean, how is he harmed? It doesn't make sense to me, folks. The House has voted to remove $300 million in Ukraine funding. Okay, $300 million. That sounds like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic a little bit, but uh, okay, it's a start. Elon Musk fires his election, election integrity team for undermining election integrity. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. Vivek Ramaswamy calls transgenderism in children a mental disorder, and he calls for parents to take their rights back. Trump blames January 6th on Pelosi for denying his troop request. Well, we've known that for a long time now. He approved 20,000 troops, and she just brushed it off and didn't allow them to come in. So, and then she said, oh, Trump was was uh, derelict in his duties for not sending troops. Well, come on. They just kind of, she's mudslinging here. Uh, and she's out of an office now, so that's good. New study finds that restricting hydroxychloroquine during the COVID pandemic, and I put pandemic in quotes here, caused hundreds of thousands of preventable deaths. Again, Elon Musk. Elon Musk says we need a wall at the southern border. And immigrants should provide proof that they are truly seeking asylum. Sounds like a good idea. Canadian Speaker Anthony Rota has resigned after calling a Ukrainian Nazi a hero. So now we have the U.S. and Canada who have both fired their speakers in the same week. Isn't that something? Hunter Biden received a $250,000 payment, it was revealed, from Beijing. And the payment had Joe Biden's home address on it. And, you know, listed the, the Biden's home address was listed as beneficiary of the payment. Okay. He's got to get out. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, you remember Eric Adams, Sanctuary City Adams, the one that said New York is always going to be a sanctuary city, will always receive sanctuary city people, okay? Well, he just estimated the total cost of the migrant crisis to New York is going to be about $12 billion over the next three years. Now, it looks like Eric, Eric Adams wants to build the wall all of a sudden. ABC News reporter, known for debunking Pizzagate, gets 15 years for trading sadistic content involving infants and toddlers. How sick. Finally, the Freedom Coalition and others are seeking to nominate Donald J. Trump as Speaker of the House. That's an interesting development. Uh, you know, 
I'm not sure if that's going to work or not. Trump said he'll do whatever he can to help, uh, of course. But, you know, he's he's busy running for uh, for president. And uh, Speaker of the House is a pretty time-consuming job. So I don't know if he's going to want to take that or not. Uh, he could possibly continue to run for president if he did take the, take the job. And maybe it would help his, his campaign. Not that his campaign really needs much help right now. Um, it might indemnify him from some prosecution, although he's facing some felony, some trumped up felony charges, which uh, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't indemnify him from. Uh, but here's an interesting development. It, it would place him second in line for the presidency if he were Speaker of the House. So if and when Republicans were able to get rid of Joe Biden through impeachment and removal, that's maybe a long shot unless, you know, because the Senate is not uh, Republican uh, uh, held. The only other person in the way then would be Kamala Harris. And as I've mentioned to you on the show, Kamala Harris, under strict definition of the natural born citizen clause in Article 2 of the Constitution, is not eligible to be president. She's not eligible to be vice president because she's not a natural born citizen. So, you know, if if everything lined up absolutely perfectly, uh, this would be another path to the presidency. But, you know, it's it's a bit of a long shot. So it could be a win win situation. We'll have to see what happens. Um, But, uh, you know, it's a theory. Let's put it this way. If you don't like theories, you're not going to like it. Um, So today we're going to talk about freedom and liberty. Last week, we talked about democracy and republics. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about freedom and liberty. Freedom and liberty are fundamental rights and are the foundation for all other things that we enjoy in America. The Constitution codifies those rights and establishes our nation as one of only two constitutional republics in the world. So... All the rest are constitutional monarchies, monarchies, oligarchies, or dictatorships. Now you think about it. There there were kings. I mean, the whole world were kings until the United States and and Switzerland were founded almost around the same, basically around the same time. Everything else was a monarchy or or some sort of, you know, military dictatorship. Um, the unelected criminals at these high, the high levels of government in our country are well aware of this, and they've taken great pains to curtail our freedom and liberty. Tyrants don't like to be restrained from being tyrants, and patriots don't like having the freedom and uh, liberty taken away. So, as I said, we're going to talk about rights now and where they come from. Does the Constitution grant us rights? Does government grant us rights? Does God grant us rights? Where do our rights come from? Well, there's a number of different political systems, and I'm not going to go too deep into it, but as I said, you have these king-queen monarchies that things came down from, and, you know, in certain countries like France, for example, heads rolled, and the and the, the kings were uh, decapitated. The king and the queen were decapitated at one point with the guillotine, and then things went a little bit sideways in France, but uh, there was a revolution. We had a revolution against the King of England, 
and uh, and our uh, founding fathers, uh, particularly James Madison and Thomas Jefferson and uh, James Monroe and Benjamin Franklin, and a few others, uh, they decided that the best form of government was a constitutional republic, not a democracy. Um, you know, Plato said that democracy is the fastest road to tyranny. So, you know, we didn't want to do that. Our, our founders, uh, you know, skillfully steered us away from that. Um, but, you know, we have all these different types of, of uh, systems, these government systems around. And I'm not so sure that everybody fully understands what's what. So I'm going to go into it a little bit. Now, let's take socialism. You know, people throw those words around. Socialism, communism, fascism, Nazism, Marxism, you know, let's let's talk about it okay socialism is let's let's use socialism as the um as the general term underneath socialism there's basically there's a few different kinds there's democratic socialism i'd say there's three different ways to go from socialism you can do democratic socialism like europe like sweden and some of these others where they have voting but they have a lot of socialist policies where they uh they take a lot of taxes from the uh, citizens, and they redistribute the wealth to others, okay? Then you have communism and fascism. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, communism and fascism are both socialist ideologies. Now, you'll have people out there saying, fascism is right-wing like the conservative Republicans. That is just absolutely untrue, okay? And here's the proof. Who were who were the biggest uh, examples of fascism in in the modern you know twentieth century? Uh, the Nazis were okay. Now, because the Nazis were the were the biggest example, the Nazis the name for the Nazis uh, in German was the National Socialist Workers Party. Okay, so um, I'll just leave you with that. I want to talk to you for a minute about uh, some of our great products here. Cofix RX, the nasal solution, and the throat cleanse are two of the best products you could ever use. I, I've been using them now for, for some time, for about a little over a month now. And uh, they're amazing because they help prevent you from getting any sort of pathogens or, or illnesses uh, when, you, when you spray your, uh, your nose and your throat with it. Cleansing your nose out and keeping your throat clean from bacteria and so forth is, is a really good idea. And uh, Cofix RX has povidone iodine. It has xylitol. It has vitamin D3. And it's scientifically proven to cleanse germs, bacteria, viruses, and particulates out of your respiratory system, your upper respiratory system. And best part, it's made in the good old USA. We've also got another great product called the Spike Support Formula uh, from Dr. McCullough. And, uh, and that, uh, he's got some, he's got this uh, formula now that inhibits the uh, spike effects of the vaccines. So it inhibits blood vessel blockage. It supports T-cell activity. It's gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, and also American-made. So go to americaoutloud.shop and put in out loud to get 25% off 
your first purchase. Now let's get back to the program. So as I was saying, uh, with with socialism, communism, fascism are both socialist. All right. And then you have other forms of socialism, Marxism, uh, which is a, a Marxism is a form of communism. Maoism is a form of communism. Nazism is a form of fascism. So so if if we take the two sort of bad guys in the world in our most recent memory, the Marxists and Marxist Leninists and the Nazis were the two bad guys. Well, between the two of them, they've killed so many people in the world and they probably around 100 million people under Marxism. So um, why would we ever want to give that a chance anytime ever? But, you know, when I was up in uh, Harvard Square, uh, you know, when I was in, in, in college, I'd go up to Harvard Square and the Marxists would be out there with their, their pamphlets and their tables and their, they make it sound like it's the best thing uh, for, for our country. Listen, Karl Marx said this. He said, the meaning of peace is the absence of opposition. What does that sound like? What Marx is saying here is that as long as nobody is fighting back or protesting or speaking out in dissent, then there'll be peace. Otherwise, the government and the jackboots will censor and crush dissidents, and they'll vilify, bankrupt, jail, indict, or execute their political opponents. Does that sound familiar, folks? Now let's talk about capitalism. Capitalism is basically uh, a free market economy. Uh, the French call it laissez-faire. Laissez-faire means leave it alone. In other words, let the market decide. Let the market decide what prices should be. Don't let government tinker with prices. You know, as an economist, I'll tell you, when the government manipulates prices and puts caps and floors and things, minimums on this and maximums on that, what happens is it, it messes up the economy. It really messes up the economy. And a lot of people suffer when government try governments try to control the economy. Now, we talked about democracy versus republic last week, but uh, I want to just put a little bit finer point on it. Democracy is the fastest path to plutocracy and tyranny. Uh, it's mob rule. Your rights can be alienated. 51% uh, of the people can oppress 49% of the people. So that's the democracy that everybody in the, you know, the talking heads in the media and the, the Democrats and the Uniparty and the, and the rhinos keep saying, well, we have to protect our democracy what they mean is we they have to protect their oligarchy and everybody else can go pound sand all right a republic on the other hand according to james madison in the federalist papers 14 and 39 uh a republic guarantees unalienable rights and guarantees against tyranny of the majority against a minority. That means that 99% of the people cannot vote to remove the rights of 1%. And that, you know, the smallest, the smallest minority is a minority of one person. So even if everybody but one person in the country wanted to vote 
to remove the rights of that one person, they couldn't do it. Well, it looks like they're trying to do it to Donald Trump right now, so something's got to be done. But that's what a republic is, if we have one. And as Benjamin Franklin said, if we can keep it. The Declaration of Independence said, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Well, where do these rights come from? They come from God, their creator, our creator. So why do we ask the government for permission to do things? Why do we have to ask the government for permission to do things? The government operates at our pleasure. Why do we allow, why do we allow the government to take our rights away and license them back to us? If God tells us he wants us to have a church, why do we have to ask the government for permission to have a church? How can the government even control that? How can the government close down churches? They've done it during COVID. They closed down churches. Here, some places here, Canada, around the world. Any church that gets a 501c3 designation really doesn't understand what they've done. Okay, They basically signed up for candy, because you know the government gives them a tax break uh, for their donors, so they can raise money, and uh, that tax break then, that tax exempt status, is is given to them in exchange for them playing ball with the government. So we've now got a lot of professional church counselors. Um, we've now got a lot of professional church counselors. Uh, <laughs> who tell churches, oh, you have to be a 501c3. Do they really know what they're doing? Do they really know what they're getting involved in? Why does the church have to ask the government for permission? It goes back to two basic religions in the world. Either there's a God, or man is God, or the state is God. If evolution is true, and there is no God, then man or the state is God, or science is God. Something other than God is God. Um, people get together, and they make laws under that system, and they vote on what's morally right and wrong. Morality evolves or devolves based on whatever feels good. In that situation, it's whatever feels good. Rights are granted by the government and can be regulated, restricted, or removed by the government. Is that what we want? Laws governing rights can be changed or removed. Speech can be banned. Religion can be banned. Driving gas-powered cars can be banned. In fact, leaving your home or traveling more than 15 minutes from your home can be banned. Does that sound familiar? It should. The government says you have the right to get married or start a church 
or drive a car or buy a gun. The government grants you the right to be born with a birth certificate and a social security number. You know, in China, you only have the right to have one child. I mean, that's how strict a government can be if man is God. You only have the right to have one child. The state rules. If you get pregnant again in China, they'll force you to have an abortion. That's been going on for a long time. Is that what we want for America? Now, here's, here's, the, here's God's honest truth, okay? Um, you know, there's an autocratic plan toward, toward one world government, one world currency, one world religion, one central bank digital currency, one central records database, and full surveillance of every man, woman, and child. All right? So the government can enforce your employer these days to take money out of your paycheck and spend and spend and spend and later give you a lot less value in retirement if you even live past their arbitrary retirement date and then pay you in deeply deflated and worthless dollars. Okay? Here's a fact. A lot of people have been asleep. They say, well, they're not going to make me get one of those microchips in my hand. Did you know that Whole Foods is now asking for palm payment? Okay. I was in Whole Foods the other day, and I saw the palm payment thing at the counter. I mean, wake up, people. We've already received a Social Security number. We already do 90% of our transactions with credit cards or a card that has some kind of chip in it. A lot of it's by electronic Apple Pay or Google Pay or some sort of touch pay system. I mean, I'll tell you, most people, this is my prediction, most people are going to receive the chip if the government mandates it. And, uh, you know, especially if they ban cash or any other kind of payment. Government won't have to force people. It'll just be a matter of you can't buy or sell until you have one. Remember Revelation 13, 17? No man may buy or sell, save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Well, now it's time to go for a break. We're going we're gonna to cut away to a break, and we'll be back with more on the Freedom Revival. Stay with us, folks. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells, and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. 
You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order risk-free love it or your money back guaranteed healthycell.com code out loud changing the world one person at a time here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations we know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to the Freedom and Bible, folks. I'm Bruce Robertson, your host, and uh, we've been talking about freedom and liberty and democracy versus our republic. 
And uh, where I, when I left off before the break, uh, I was talking about, uh, you know, how we do most of our transactions with credit cards that have chips in it. And I noticed in uh, Whole Foods that they had uh, they had a hand reader now, uh, like a palm reader, right? Uh, fortune teller in uh, at the at the checkout line in Whole Foods. Um, and I said, um, I closed off the last segment by saying that most people will receive the chip if the government mandates it and bans cash and any other kind of payment. Um, you know, government, I don't think government will have to force people. I think it'll just be a matter of you're not going to be able to buy or sell until you have a chip in your hand or in your wrist or some other way, your retina scan or something like that. You know, um, you see, in a democracy versus a republic or any of the other government systems that democracy leads to, Marxism, oligarchy, plutocracy, timocracy, as Plato said, all these different types of systems, the government can do whatever they want. They can make a law. It's a mandate. It's a forced thing. The population really doesn't have much say about it. You know, in that system, man is God, and man can give or take away rights. The government giveth, and the government taketh away. Mostly the latter, sadly. Mostly they taketh away. But in a republic, we have rights. You know, in, in that chip situation, okay, if they forbid purchase and sale, if they forbid cash transactions and say, you know, you're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you have the chip, most people will beg the government for the embedded chip and they'll line right up for it, just like they did with the vaccines. You know, they don't understand their rights. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be like, what, I can't buy food uh, without the chip? Okay, I'll get the chip. You know, many people predict that's exactly what will happen. Even the Bible predicts it. In Revelation. So, if evolution is true, if man is God, then man's laws... For example, the government should be the provider. That's where welfare comes in. That's called the democracy, folks. That's why they keep saying our democracy. Our democracy is at stake. We're defending our democracy. But America is a republic. You know, Plato didn't recommend democracy. Our founding fathers despised democracy. Read the Federalist Papers. And I'll tell you, I don't recommend it either. Read the Swiss political philosopher, Emmerich D. Vittel, or Edmund Burke, or John Locke, about natural rights. All these guys influenced our founding fathers when they wrote the Constitution. Or in more modern times, you can read the Austrian economists, Hayek and von Mises. They don't recommend democracy either. I mean, a republic is best because the majority cannot oppress the minority. Now, why wouldn't all our minorities in this country be for all for a republic? Because they don't understand it. That's why. 
I mean, they need to be educated, and the schools are not educating them. They're just glazing it over because they want, you know, this whole agenda is for a democracy, which is a power grab. You know, almost all our current government elitists keep pushing for it. In fact, they keep insisting we're a democracy, and so do the journalists and all the media talking heads. You know, even, even our people don't fully understand it, I don't think. You know, the other day, I heard Tucker Carlson and Victor Davis Hanson talking about, you know, what's going on in this country and how bad it is. And, and you know, they were calling it a democracy. No, we are not a democracy. We are a republic. Unless, of course, we've already lost the republic. Unless, of course, the Constitution is a meaningless piece of paper. And unless, of course, we've been hijacked into a democracy and we're sliding down a slippery slope into tyranny. Hmm. What do you think? Remember when Bill Clinton vowed to spread democracy around the world and everybody cheered and said what a great president he was? Remember Obama said the same thing? You remember Joe Biden and Kamala Harris talking about our democracy? They never used the word republic. Our founders only used the word republic. The word democracy is nowhere to be found in any of our founding documents. You know, democracy is a dangerous thing. Democracy, as I said, it's mob rule. It's tyranny of the majority. Every single time in the 20th century that we, as an American nation, went in overseas to another country saying we were going to establish democracy in war, those countries wound up being socialist governments or socialist democracies or communist or fascist. And people wind up being depressed and, and suppressed and, and controlled um by an elitist form of government why because democracy is the fastest path to slavery the fastest road to serfdom as hayek wrote hayek sorry hayek friedrich hayek you should read his books unbelievable good stuff uh let's take an example look at europe after world war ii are any of those nations in europe constitutional republics only Switzerland. The rest of them, constitutional monarchies. And they're all some form of socialism on the road to communism or fascism right now. So, if man is God, then all of that happens. Now, if creation is true versus evolution, if creation is true, then laws come from the creator. Like our founding fathers said, we have these rights, which are unalienable, endowed by our creator. What does that mean? That means you can't, unalienable means you can't put a lien against them. In other words, they can't take your rights and hold them hostage. Man isn't God. So man or man's government, or laws cannot take away 
what government or man did not grant. Doesn't that make sense? So this is exactly what our founding fathers had in mind. Under this system, a constitutional republic, one nation under God, there are only three functions of government. To enforce promises or contracts between citizens, to punish evildoers, and to defend against outside invaders. Not to go marching around the world setting up democracies, okay? So here are some of the things that are not functions of the federal government under our Constitution. Number one, welfare. Not a function of the federal government. Should never be. Free housing. Free health care. Free education. Federal income taxes. Federal debt creation. Except in the case of an act of war or a direct attack on our nation. And then it must be quickly and expediently paid back. Here's some other things that are not the right of the federal government to restrain us from doing. Fishing licenses, hunting licenses, driver's licenses, gun licenses and permits, marriage licenses, licenses to buy and sell goods, excise taxes, business licenses, restricting commerce in any way. These are not the job of government, okay? If we're going to have a free market, if we're going to have a laissez-faire capitalist society where, you know, we freely trade and, and you know, the market will set. If, if you don't want to buy something, you don't buy it. That's it. That sets the market. That will set the price of things. If the price is too high, nobody buys it. You have to lower the price. That's market economics. We need to rethink what it means to give up our freedom and liberty and how important that is to us. We've got to think about that really hard because we're on the precipice right now as a nation. We have a government that censors our speech, takes half of our income. Yes, if you add up all the taxes, it's about half. If you live in New York City, it's more than half. Uh, it launders our tax money into foreign aid programs and into offshore shell accounts. Joe Biden. It colludes with our enemies for money. Joe Biden. It tries to pervert our children and our school systems. I mean, they're doing all these drag shows and, and, and things in front of our kids in the schools. I mean, and then the parents, when they go to protest all this, we have a government that labels the parents as terrorists, domestic terrorists. Because they don't want their children perverted by the system. We have a government that falsified information to spy on a candidate and a duly elected president. We have a government that made up a hoax to get somebody out of a presidential race and manipulate an election. We have a government that used the falsified information that they got to impeach that president, Trump, twice. We have a government that financed a deadly bioweapon and released it to the world. We have a government that closed down our churches and businesses and mandated ridiculous and ineffective 
protocols over a flu that has a 99.987% survival rate. We have a government that colluded with Big Pharma to try and mandate vaccine bioweapons that tinker with our genetic code and cause all sorts of injuries and death. I'm not making this stuff up, folks. You can do the research. It's out there. They don't want you to see it, but it's out there. We have a government that covered up the horrendous results of the clinical trials on some of these drugs and vaccines. Okay. We have a government that censors any discussion about all of the above. You can't talk about it or you get your account shut down. They were shutting down all the accounts on Twitter and Facebook and social media. We have a government that coerced people to take the shots out of a deliberately created environment of mass fear. They scared everybody into going and lining up for the shots. We have a government that then used that fear and the pandemic to usher in mail-in voting and to usher in drop boxes, along with manipulating the voting machines to steal an election. And now they're trying to interfere with the candidacy and the election of the most popular candidate in the Republican Party by a long shot. He's so far ahead of everybody, it doesn't, they, they should all just drop out of the race. I mean, come on, folks. And they're trying to seize his assets. And they're trying to bankrupt him, rupt him. And they're hitting him with all sorts of fraudulent claims and charges. I mean, you know, they, they have this judge who says Mar-a-Lago's worth $18 million. I mean, $18 million, the, the, the bathroom in Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know what I mean. Maybe the garage and the property that the garage is on is worth that. You know, we have we have uh, three-acre parcels in Palm Beach that are selling for $20 million. Mar-a-Lago's on 20 acres. And the property is, the, 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 uh, the structures on the property are 65,000 square feet. You know, you can't buy an 8,000 square foot house in Palm Beach for less than $20 million. Now, if they can do it to President Trump, they can do it to you. And if man is God and democracy rules, they can oppress half the country. Okay? They will do it to you. Believe me. I've seen it happen around the world. We've seen it in the past. It can happen again. If we don't stand up for our republic, we're going to slide down this slippery slope to democracy, oligarchy, tyranny, and oppression. Has anyone read Atlas Shrugged? You know that book by Ayn Rand? You know, I don't agree with everything that she wrote, but there are some great things in that book. I mean, Ayn Rand was an atheist. She was a godless atheist, okay? Um, but but the point is that she wrote some very pointed, she made some very good points. She wrote a book called Atlas Shrugged. You probably, a lot of people had to read that in high school, and a lot I know a lot of people that say they read Atlas Shrugged, but when you talk to them about it, they really didn't read the book. It's about a thousand pages. Um, 
But if you read Atlas Shrugged, or if you see one of the excellent depictions of Atlas Shrugged uh, on video, there's a they, there was an excellent movie made, a two-part series, I believe, on Atlas Shrugged. You'll find out who John Galt is. The main character is John Galt. John Galt is a is a figure who stands up for truth and goes against the uh, the establishment who is trying to enact tyranny against the citizens. And, uh, you know, they don't like John Galt, so they throw all these lawsuits at him and they try and bankrupt his business. And, you know, he's still got enough money. And what he does is he just takes off and goes away. And then he mounts an attack back on the uh, powers that be, all the tyrants. Okay. Go read the book. Trump is a John Galt figure in this horror reality show that we're watching now in real time. And I know the title of the show. My show is called The Freedom Revival. But I think we don't just need a freedom revival. I think we need a revival and a revolution. Have you seen what's going on with uh, with Kevin McCarthy? Everybody's talking about Kevin McCarthy these days. I just want to circle back to uh, to that point for just a minute. We've got a little more time left here, folks, and I want to talk about it. In case you weren't paying attention to Kevin McCarthy's horrendous liberty score, um, check out his votes and his inaction on many of the key matters of American liberty that are crucially important to conservatives. Do you know that McCarthy got an F for voting in the opposite way on many matters of conservative importance and liberty? I mean, I'm looking at the liberty score. There's a, there's a, a publication called Conservative Review, and Conservative Review, um, you know, has uh, monitored uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy's work. You know, he's a Californian. He's a Republican, he's, you know, but I think he's a Republican more in name only. He's been in office since 2008. He's got a liberty score of F. 46% of his votes have been liberal votes. 54% of his votes have been conservative. He's almost split right down the middle. 27 conservative votes, 23 liberal votes. You know, we uh, conservative review scores members of con- Congress on their top 50 votes over a rolling six-year term. They give a letter grade. It's like a school grade, you know, but he flunked. He flunked the conservative review. I mean, he's voted on on some pretty strange things. He voted to, uh, he, you know, he, he voted against, uh, uh, he voted against the conservative, uh, uh, what do you call it? The conservative position, I would say, the conservative position. He passed an $817 billion defense spending bill without defunding military vaccine mandates, okay? He voted to fund the war in Ukraine through the end of Joe Biden's first term with a $40 billion aid package. We know that foreign aid is like money laundering these days, right, for Joe Biden. Um, He voted to pass a $1.5 trillion omnibus funding bill with Biden's vaccine mandates built in. Uh, he voted 
to bail out the post office and stick Medicare with the bill. How does that feel? How does that make our retirement, our retired people feel that their Medicare program is bailing out the post office? I remember when you used to mail something across the country, it used to take three days. Now you're lucky if you get it in three weeks. But they're throwing more money at the situation, folks. He voted on a bill to sign women up for the draft in the National Defense Authorization Act. We didn't want that. We didn't want that. So why is he voting on that? Uh, He voted the other way on repealing authorization for use of military force against Iraq. We wanted it. He voted against it. We wanted to repeal the use of military force against Iraq. He voted for passing a $555 billion Christmas minibus spending spree. They call it a minibus because it's not an omnibus. Okay. I thought the minibus was that little short bus that the, uh, that the, um, that the, uh, never mind, never mind, took to school. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was a minibus. Uh, he voted, he voted to, um, he, he voted to suspend the debt ceiling and cancel the budget caps and increase spending by $321 billion, billion in, in 2019. Um, you know, you can go down the list. You, you, know, you go to go to Liberty, Liberty Score, you go to Conservative Review, and you can see all his votes. I mean, and then people are screaming, it's, it's chaos that we took him out of office. I think we took him out of office too late. I mean, he he shouldn't be on be in, be in office in the first place. I mean, Matt Getz. I don't really care what you think about Matt Getz, but he may have just saved the nation. He really may have just saved the nation. I mean, he's 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 kind of a know it all. You know, he's a young guy. He's full of vinegar. But um, you know, we need somebody that's going to be on our side, not somebody that's going to play both sides against the middle folks. We can't have that. You know, um, so I guess we'll see what what happens. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. We have um, we have the New World Order guys on one side, and uh, you know, how many times do our politicians have to say the words "New World Order" before we wake up and realize that that's really what they want to do? I mean, do you know what New World Order is? Most people say, well, has the word order in it. Maybe it's an organization. Maybe it'll help organize everything. No, it's not just order. It's new world order. Novo Ordus Seclorum. It says it on your currency, by the way. Take a look at it. Um, look at all the presidents who said it. George H.W. Bush. We have an opportunity for a new world order. Not going to do it. Not at this juncture. Wouldn't be prudent. Uh, and then, you know, Clinton Clinton mentioned New World Order. Obama mentions New World Order. Biden mentions New World Order. How many times do they have to say it before you believe them? Well, anyway, I got to tell you. It's almost time for the end of our show, folks. But I want you to think about freedom. 
and I want you to think about liberty. And I want you to think about what we need to do to make sure that we preserve it. Because our founding fathers gave us a republic if we can keep it. As I always say at the end of my show, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isaiah 54, verse 17. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and come back next time to the Freedom Revival. My show airs on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. in the afternoon on the uh, AmericaOutloud.news website and uh, on the app as well. And then it goes to podcast uh, during the following week, and it'll be on podcast forever, I hope. Um, but you can pick it up on Apple Podcasts under the Freedom Revival. Look for the Freedom Revival with Bruce Robertson. I'm your host. And until next time, have a wonderful day.